This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Philadelphia Phillies coming off a Labor Day day game, which they won 12 to nothing against Brandon Woodruff. And today, I have a guy that pinch hit. But it's not about just yesterday. It's about everything in his journey. Matt Veerling, rookie, outfielder, first baseman, great hair guy. Coming up right here on Pine Tar for Breakfast. In the air to left field, going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Francis sends everybody home! Ball there! Coming down. down! What up? And welcome to another episode of Pine Talk for Breakfast. I am your host, Kevin Franzen. And, well, we are in September. This is one of those checkpoints where... Well, it's your last checkpoint, really. And for the Phillies coming into today's game, one and a half games out of first place in the Atlanta Braves. Things are still very up and down. You never know what you're going to get. But yesterday was fantastic going up against Brandon Woodruff and putting a 12 spot, not just on him, on the entire Brewers bullpen slash bench because Luke Maley came into the game, a position player. But it's a team effort, and you go off a, a bad series against the Marlins, which you expected to go in there and win, and you didn't. You could lay down. Instead, they got a Sunday win into a 12-0 victory yesterday. And for the Phillies, so many things that could be looked at throughout the year, and you, you pinpoint things. But, you know, this road trip started out in Washington, and they had a kid come up, back up. And we haven't been able to talk to him much at all this year. So let's bring on rookie outfielder, first baseman, hair connoisseur, Matt Beerling. <laughs> Matt, what's up, dude? Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, I, I figure I'm pretty much, I don't know, a floor above you or, you know, maybe below you. Yeah. I don't know right now, so it's kind of awkward, but it's, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're somewhere in here. <laughs> Not sure where. <laughs> hey, we, you look at you know your season and uh, you go from not knowing what to expect in spring training to a guy that performs in the minor leagues to earning a call up the first time to getting sent down to coming back up and you know it back and forth type thing. But you've made adjustments. What's that been like? Yeah, it's been wild. Um, it's it's it has been a lot of up and downs. Um, I mean, really, during the COVID year, um, I had no idea what what was really going on. I didn't get sent to the alternate site. Um, was just kind of working out at home. Um, I took like a month or two off and really doing everything. Kind of gave myself a summer, um, but which is actually pretty nice. But uh, went to Instructs and and that in 2020 and kind of. Have been working on some things and and went in there and kind of showed out a little bit and then, luckily enough, 
that next spring, I got called like mini camp or big league camp, whatever. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, did pretty well there too. So then from then on, it went to the alternate site and then it's just been a wild year, a wild year. So, um, but yeah, there's adjustments and everything that have gone on and, and all that stuff. But, um, a lot of it's just been trying to handle the ups and downs really. So it's been good. It's ups and downs that you never, like you want everyone will want to go through those because you're you know, yeah. between the big leagues and the minor leagues. But not only that, I mean, you have position changes and learning first base and, and, and yeah. trying to, you know, not only do you do it a little bit in, in instructs, you're really learning at the big league level. <laughs> like yeah. how much fun is yeah. that? <laughs> uh, it's, I'll tell you what, it's fun, but at the same time, it's, it's like, you gotta learn quick. Um, but but yeah, I mean, in the instructs, I'd kind of bet on myself. I, re- I really was like, hey, I can play there. I can play there. I can play there. Like kind of annoying our infield coordinator and some of the other coordinators. They finally put me there. And um, I, I really didn't think that I would be starting at first base in the big leagues um, after that, like the next year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely been an adjustment, but it's pretty cool. Like I'm pretty proud of myself for kind of betting on myself and then taking a chance at doing that and it's paying off. So uh, I'm pretty happy about it, but there, yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. We're definitely kind of learning a little bit on the fly, all the little nuances of the position. I I mean, okay. So you were always outfielder in college, high school, all that stuff, right? Yeah. I played a little bit of infield. Yeah. yeah. So you you dabbled, so you dabbled, you dabbled. Yeah. But okay. But like try to explain to people like for, you know, I've done it and that's one thing, but like, Going from outfield to infield, coming closer to the action, what, what's that like? Yeah, I mean, it's different. I mean, the outfield, you can kind of chill a little <laughs> bit. I mean, you're, 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 you're locked in, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you you got some time to react. On the infield, it's like pitcher comes set, you're, you're locked in, <laughs> you're ready to go, and you're just on tap for whatever's going to happen, so – um, and then also like going from outfield to infield, I don't know if any of the other infielders are like this. I know they've been playing it their whole lives, but I'm like going through every possible scenario in my head that could happen and where I need to be because, you know, they might be able to do it just based on experience and where to go or as I'm trying to learn it. So I'm thinking, you know, oh, ball down the line, runner on first, I got to do this, you know, ground ball to me, I got to do this. So there, there's a lot of adjustments that, that with a thinking going from the outfield to the infield for sure i'm going to tell you right now don't ever ever lose that that is something that (laughs) no i'm serious because you got to think about so many different scenarios and it's something that i think throughout baseball we see lacks Um, yeah you know because you got to pre-pitch and and do things and the more you can get your mind to do that guess what you're ahead of everything like you think it might be racing at times but for me, I think more importantly is you have every scenario going through your mind. You know, there, there there's certain yeah. things that instinctually you could, you know, we could talk about the ball back to uh, Daniel Norris yesterday. Nobody out with the bases loaded. Like, it's an easy one. You're going right home to get the force out of home play. Instead, he could have to go up the middle and it just extends that inning. You're going, man, he didn't even think about what was going on. Like, what you're going to do to your right, what you're going to do to your left, what you're going to do right at you. It's That's the exactly. fun part about the infield. The outfield, you yeah. roam around and just there's your instincts, right? Of just you, you know you're going through the scenarios of 
um, you know, where do I throw to this base? You know, like where's the run, where's the speed at? Where's all this stuff? Well, you almost put it in, I don't know, times three when you go to the infield. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a lot more. Plus, you got to deal with balls that are hit, you know, <laughs> smoked at you. So you get you gotta, and that's an adjustment on it in itself. Going from the outfield to the infield is just getting used to, for one, the ground balls and also the speed of the balls coming at you. So you got to prepare yourself for that too. So it's it's yeah. I mean, well, you did it. It's it's a lot more. It's so much fun, though. It is so much oh, fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, you get your first start at at, at first base, um, August thirty first in Washington. And you, I don't even know if it's so much the oh well, Matt Veerling's playing first base. It was Matt Veerling went four for five with a dub. You know, like <laughs> it, it, there's certain certain things that you can't even like fathom because we talked about it. You and I did. Playing first base sometimes could be the greatest thing for someone that doesn't play there all the time because you're just worried about that. It's like a a, a win win at the plate. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, day. yeah, and I mean coming up from AAA first day, regardless of if you've been in the big leagues for a little while, I feel like you know there's going to be some nerves. There's going to be a little bit of that, you know, butterflies, whatever. But um, yeah, that day, I mean, we had talked about it, and I fully agree. Like you're playing first base, you're playing, or even just a position that you don't play often, you know, you're so locked in on that. You, you could give, you, you, you don't really care what's going on at the plate. You know, you're just trying to survive at first base and then you get up at the plate and it, it actually might help you. So, and I think it did that night for sure. So, um, yeah, that, that was pretty cool, but, but yeah, I totally see what you're saying and I agree with you. How about so, a, uh, I don't know if you were aware of this, but you're, Five batted balls that day were over 102 miles an hour. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew you, you knew you asked on everything that day, so that was that was good. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know that there's only seven dudes that have ever done that in a game since Statcast has been uh, around. I saw someone put out a tweet. My yeah. my friends from home sent it to me. Yeah, uh, and but I didn't know exactly what it was, but I know that they had like had all my exit velocities and they said like, yeah, something like that. But yeah, that's you're pretty one cool. Of, you're you're one of cool. seven dudes. You're one of seven dudes. Yeah. Juan Soto, Paul Goldschmidt, Byron Buxton, Rafael Devers, Nelson Cruz, Max Kepler, and Ryan McMahon. And then there's also Aaron Altair. But it, I mean, it, it either or we're throwing that in there. You're one of seven dudes. I mean, that, that day was <laughs> ridiculous. Like you're I know. barreling everything. Yeah, it was pretty locked in that day. So, I mean, it it, it was great. Um, I I after the first at bat, I had barreled the ball, and it was one of those where you hit it, and you're kind of like, oh wow, I didn't know I <laughs> I wasn't even I wasn't even looking for that. He threw me first pitch curveball, and I wasn't even looking for it, and I hit it pretty good. And I'm like, oh man, you know, I I didn't expect to put the barrel on that one. Yeah, uh, I was just trying to get the head out and get a swing off, and so. Uh, after that, I knew I had a good feeling about the day. And, you know, as, as you, you played too, like when you get hits and you have, you get your first hit and then you get your second hit, the amount of confidence that you're playing with is, is amazing. And, and you're kind of just, you're up there at the plate, just really confident and have an idea oh, yeah. of what you want to do. And you're, you're not, there's no fear or nothing like that. So that was kind of where it, trended as the game went on well how about like yeah. just it, it you could get hits and stuff but it, i don't know it's something about hit rocketing balls 
right? Like one after the other that you're just like, those shoulders go back. <laughs> yeah. And you're walking yeah. around like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's when you hit them hard too. When, you know, you, they're not just like Texas leaguers over the second baseman, but when you're hitting them, hitting them hard too. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good, it's a really good feeling. Uh, it, it, but for me, uh, and we talked about it, you know, just around the cage, some adjustments that you made when you had gone back down, right? I mean, in in between the first and second time, I mean, you're looking at it and you're going, what did he do different? What did you do different? And and I think for, for fans that are going to listen to this that have watched it, they see a lot more relaxed, maybe a little bit lower hands with you and just in a, in a better rhythm at the plate. Yeah. What were those adjustments that you were trying to make when you went down? Yeah, so – when I first came up, I was feeling great uh, in San Francisco and was, you know, just in one of those really good grooves. Um, I started to kind of lose it a little bit when I came back, when I went back down. Um, two or three weeks was kind of searching for it again, just lost that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of lowered my hands a little bit, kind of sat a little bit lower in my legs and just tried. The biggest adjustment for me was trying to hit the ball out front. Um, I, I think I had let the, the ball get a little too deep on me, hmm. but trying to hit the ball out front allowed me to use my athleticism more and, and, um, just really it's focusing on my timing. So if I feel like my timing's good, I feel like I can hit any pitch. So, um, really just trying in the cage to like work on my timing and yeah, rhythm as yeah. much as I can. That's why I, I, my bats, I look pretty relaxed. I, I think I look pretty athletic up there. No, you and, don't, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. <laughs> and uh, no, but but yeah, just just trying to be athletic, have some rhythm, and and let my hands take care of itself. Just make sure, making sure I'm on time and hitting the ball out front. Once I kind of bought into to that and really started working on it, I started having those balls that I hit really hard, even on the ground. I started hitting more balls in the air. Um, I also started taking a couple more chances, you know, not afraid to like strike out as much, which mm-hmm. I think was really good too. Um, because just, you know, one Oh, two Oh, three, one, just, just trying to, you know, really put the barrel on the ball and catch it out front. That really helped too. So it's been, it's been good. It's definitely been a year of adjustments. Yeah. No doubt. But it, no it, doubt. it's one that you learned so much about yourself and it's like, yeah. wow. Yeah, I didn't know I could do that. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's it's good stuff when you see the adjustments you make. Uh, you know, they they like foster good results. Like when, when the stuff, yeah, when when it, when it works out after the adjustments you made, you know you're making some progress. So that's pretty cool to see, especially coming up here and doing it too. It's yeah, it's been pretty satisfying. And and look, you're in a you're in a position for the first time. I'm going to say in your, your life um, that, you know, you're not playing every day and, and trying to keep that rhythm. And what's that been like? Yeah. That, so that's another adjustment too. Um, I mean, coming in this team, the amount of guys, like the experience and everything, you know, you, you kind of expect that. Um, but, but yeah, trying to keep it every day, you're going to play once every three days or a couple times every three days. So you're not playing every day. It's just getting in the cage with the hitting coaches and trying to to keep that feeling and, and keep that timing going. So um, it's that's an adjustment too. Yeah. But 
uh, it's definitely not you're in triple a playing every day so so you just got to try to find that rhythm and timing every day and and keep a good mindset about it and and especially seeing where the team's at and everything yeah winning is the most important thing so well um, i was gonna i was gonna ask that because that's the next thing is it, it when you look at you know scenarios for so many rookies they get a chance with these terrible teams and it's awesome because they get their bats they get to do this you're not on a terrible team you're on a team that is you know in the playoff race you're you're fighting for that that you know the nl east you we could talk about wild card i don't care about wild card i just care about winning and and getting the nl east everything else will take care of itself what's that like for you and it's it's pretty cool too but it's definitely a different situation than than other guys like you said you see guys on teams that aren't doing as well and they can get up there and they can, you know, play the whole month of September and get into a rhythm and and kind of get used to playing a position every day and get used to the fans and the ballparks and all that stuff where for me it's, you know, I'm probably going to be on the bench. I might be starting against some lefties um, and just trying to do anything I can to help the team win. So it's not necessarily about, you know, me, you know, it, so much in the minor leagues, it's about you. But when you get up here and you see the position the team's in, it's it's about winning. So your mindset's really about what you can do to help the team win, and and that's really all I care about right now because that's what's most important. I totally had you pegged as a selfish guy. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> all you Notre Dame guys the yeah, same way. Yeah, you know, like yeah, totally it selfish. Must be the knock with Notre Dame guys, huh? Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> it is. Yeah, you're way too uppity and all this stuff. So, uh, it, it but. Okay, so let me ask this scenario. I mean, you you go to Notre Dame, and it, it's a program that for years, up and down, kind of for, you know, and, and I feel like it's a lot more sustained now as far as the success. And when it's not the same as the big leagues, I totally get it, you know, for people that want yeah. to come at me after this. But it's like you learn in good winning programs early on how to win. Right. And, and yeah, playing as a team and doing everything and doing your job. How much does that have to do, you know, as your development goes, like going to a a, a great college and, and starting to learn how to really, really win. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing for me going to Notre Dame was we were in such a good conference in the ACC. Uh, We played some really good teams and we didn't have like the best years by any means. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have the best years by any means, but, but, you know, we won our fair share of games in that conference. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you played in front of a bunch of fans and and all that stuff. So I was thinking about this the other day. It's kind of the vibes are a little bit similar, and I haven't had these vibes in a a while. You know, the focus is on winning, whereas in the minor leagues, you're, you know, it's a little more about you. Um, Yeah. But but up here and, yeah, back at Notre Dame, you – it's pretty similar. Like every game is a must win game. Every game means something at the end of the year. So uh, it's pretty cool. It's the, it, it definitely makes your level of focus so much, so much better. So, it, but yeah, it, it definitely translates. Yeah. Isn't it crazy though? That like, <clears throat> I always go back. A ball was like one of my most fun years ever. Uh, yeah. Because you don't have a lot of guys. Like it, it, I can't speak for yourself on this, but like, I didn't have a lot of guys that were, selfish and worried about themselves as much it's like the once you start getting closer and closer to the big leagues you you, you tend to find that right and and you yeah. see a little bit more of like myself but like uh 
how do I, I don't know. Do you sense that there's a, a little bit more of that in the big leagues now? Like, like kind of like that a ball that there's a little bit more camaraderie. Oh, hundred percent. Um, even when I was in a ball with the Phillies, we had a really good team, a bunch of dudes on that team. And, and we were all fresh out of college. So it was like, everybody was no wanted fun. to win. Well, no, no, it, it, it was a great time. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. every, everybody's like, everybody's trying to win and everybody's, you know, a team and stuff like that. And you're right. Like when you get up higher up into the minor leagues, it becomes more about you and, and you trying to get to the big leagues. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you, you see how it translates between the big leagues and, and stuff like that. So it, it's cool just to be, to play baseball to win. And that's the focus. And, and, you know, no matter how you do, if the team wins, it's a good day. And yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, and I think, I don't know, you're so, you're still so young in the, in this whole thing. And, but you're, it's so fresh too. part of the player development part needs to be about winning needs to be about learning how to hundred percent. You know, 100%. I think we lose that, yeah. right? Yeah. At some points you can kind of lose that. And I think that's just how it is naturally. That's just what happens. But you know, the Phillies have done a pretty good job. Me coming up through the system, the, the focus was on winning. And naturally, if you win games, guys are going to play well. Mm -hmm. And just like if you're in a lineup and everybody in the lineup's hitting well, you're most likely going to be hitting well too because there's going to be pressure on the pitcher. Um, things are going to be going well, guys in scoring positions. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the more you win, the better the better guys play. So the Phillies have done a pretty good job of, of making that the one of the priorities down in the minor league system. But naturally in any system, I feel like once you get to the higher levels, guys start to think of, okay, how can I get myself there? And, you know, what does it take for me? So it's, it's, it's definitely different. And what is it like? I mean, you got guys all around you that uh, have playoff experience, you know, I don't believe anyone yeah. has a, a title yet, but uh, everyone has playoff experience. It seems like what, who do you, who do you kind of gravitate towards? Yeah, so for me, like I gravitate more towards like the outfielder. So it'd be like Kutch and and Harp, but um, just because I'm around them with drills and stuff like that, and and they've been great coming up to me and talking to me and stuff like that. Um, but then we have the crew of young guys like Falter and <laughs> Hammer and Maton when he's up here, and and Luke and Mickey and all them. So we're all friends and and all that. So. Um, but everybody's been great. The older guys have been great bringing the young guys in and talking with us. Uh, Jankowski has been great to me too. He's had some experience, so, um, he's helped me a ton. Mm -hmm. So there, there's, everybody's pretty good with, with bringing you in, but I would say the outfielders more just because that's my position and, and I'm around them with drills and stuff. Janko from Lanko. Yeah. Janko. The first time he talked to me, like I, I've been around him before, you know, and all that stuff, but I never heard him speak. I, I had a totally different <laughs> voice going with him, like what he looks like. I was like, dude, I did not see, did not see this. I did not see him being so polite. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy. Man. He's unbelievable. He's like the best guy. He really is. How and, and I think that he's you know important in this conversation because he's a guy that's been on the bench and he knows how to prep and and get ready and we were talking about like being on the bench for the first time you know not playing every day what what are some of the things that he tells you about in you know just getting ready and staying locked in 
yeah, so like I kind of, I probably annoy him sometimes, but I try to sit next to him uh, on the bench, try to be around him. If you smell, kinda, you annoy him, but it, it yeah, can guarantee yeah, you're I not do. annoying I him. I feel like he's been getting a little annoyed at me lately, but um, <laughs> no, but just seeing how he goes about his business, like probably third or fourth inning, I always, we, I, we always like kind of talk about what might happen, um, mm-hmm. just going through scenarios and, and when he starts to lock in and do his stuff, that's when I start to, to do my stuff. So if I see him in the fifth inning, grab his bat and go in there, you know, I'll, I'll go in there too. Is it weird um, when you follow him to the bathroom? I'm sorry, but it's weird. I don't think I've actually done that yet. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I'm following every move like that. No, but um, no, but yeah, he, he's great, man. He's, he's helped me a ton with just thinking like, double switches and pinch hitting opportunities and stuff like that. He's been great. Uh, you know, sharing this experience that you get to, you whether it's with teammates or not, uh, family, friends, you're in some areas that you've been able to have a lot of that of late as a big leaguer. What's that been like? It's been awesome. It seems like every city I go to, there's some people that, um, buddies from back home, whatever it is, family that, come down and go to the games and support. So it's great. Um, in Miami, my family came down, girlfriend, brother, like everybody came down. It was, a, it was a great time. And then, um, but then in, uh, here in Milwaukee, I had a couple of college buddies come out. So, um, yeah, it's great seeing, seeing everybody in the sport and, and wanting to come out and watch some of the games and, uh, rooting for the fills to win so it's good stuff hey how bad did you want to in miami there was a chance you could have faced uh one of your former college teammates yeah yeah like what was going through your mind because there was a chance he was warming up and you were you're gonna have an opportunity i'm sure to pinch hit against him like what were you thinking were you like going i'm gonna shoot him i'm gonna i'm gonna get my first (laughs) homer right here yeah Exactly what I was thinking, actually. No, I'm, I so I walked over to the monitor in the dugout and just to see who was like getting up and and warming up because I was looking at the situation and saw something might happen. Yeah. And I see a, a writing the pitcher. I think it was Anthony Bass. He was throwing, and then I just see this motion. I'm like, I've seen that motion before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Gunther. So uh, I'm thinking, I'm like, there's a good chance I could come in and face him. And then, you know, all the thoughts start going through your head. Like, man, it'd be a pretty cool story to get my first homer off of college. <laughs> the college team and my buddies would go crazy. Um, but they they sat him down, and I ended up getting a pinch hit later in the game, so it didn't end up working out. So maybe maybe later. Maybe, maybe later. later. Yeah, there, there may be a big opportunity later on in the year, you know, in October. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we'll right. hopefully so. have him hear this so he knows that you're going to get shot. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that would be – that would be that'd be great. I mean, it'd be cool. Like just thinking of all the times I faced them in inner squads and stuff like that. So then in the big leagues, it'd be pretty cool. All our buddies would love it. They oh, would love it. It's a, we go we talk about it all the time. Uh, Scott and I have um, about you know like the Austin and Aranola uh, matchup and fa- you know the only time they faced off is in in an inner squad in college and then you come up with Gunther and it was like oh. Like these matchups, when it, it it's being teammates in in the minor leagues is one thing. Being teammates in college for a few years, and you have those fall ball experiences, and there's a lot of you know trash talk going on all throughout all that. I'm sure 
Uh, oh yeah, it, it laughs whether it's good or bad, whether it's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a fun rivalry to have. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's not a normal at bat. No, I'll say that. No, I mean it's it's not not just a regular guy up there. It's a guy that you've known for. I've known the guy since I was eighteen. So it's <laughs> it's and faced him a bunch of times. So it definitely means more. Hundred percent. Well, today, uh, possibility of facing a lefty and Eric Lauer, and you know, getting ready to go in in, in there. Uh, what's your what's your final thoughts heading into you know, again, the end of the season where you're looking forward to hopefully playing each day to go to the playoffs. Uh, where's your mindset at, and how you feeling? Feeling great. This team looks good. Um, I think the way we keep competing and and the way the offense is rolling uh, the way the way guys are throwing the ball I think we just got to keep keep to the grind um, for me personally though it's you know I'm going in there and if I start great if I'm not I'm trying to think of a way I can help the team win so it's good man I'm, I'm pretty excited about it and and uh, ready to get going today for sure well I'm pretty excited about having a young guy like yourself who thinks that way it's amazing and uh, don't lose that Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate you for coming on Pine Tar for breakfast, and uh, I'll see you at the yard. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate you, Matt Veerling, for joining me right here on Pine Tar for breakfast. What a stud. And not only what he's done so far on the field, but off the field, he's fantastic. He's fun to talk to. As you can hear in that interview, that's him. And so for me, getting him on here is just another feather in the cap well we head into this home stretch and it is a big couple days here in milwaukee hopefully two more wins but you got to win today to get that second win so let's go today get the series win and then look for the sweep tomorrow until next time find me on twitter at kevin franzen find time for breakfast peace it's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.